What's happening, sports fans? I'm James Poole, and this is what J&J Say Sports. I'm here with my man, Jason Lamb. Yep, yep. And you know we're about to get this party started. All right, guys, this uh, this show is a little bit different than our normal show. We usually try to bring the energy and stuff like that. But today we're going to just pay respect to uh, one Kobe Bean Bryant. Um, this past Sunday, which would be uh, January 26th of 2020, um, he, his daughter and seven other passengers uh, crashed in the hillsides of California, um, and there were no survivors at this point. Um, so we just thought that, you know, Kobe Bryant really touched our lives um, as, as basketball fans and really as sports fans, um, you know, really down to our core. And uh, Jay, being a Lakers fan and a Kobe aficionado, um, this really, I'm sure, hit him, you know, in a different way. Uh, I just remember getting the call. You know, my my wife said saw it online. I was like, "There's no way," you know. Mm-hmm. And it was like ten or fifteen minutes before we got any news that came through. It came through Twitter and things like that. And um, you were the first person I thought about calling, man. Yeah, you know, it was. And, and I believe you were out with your family, right? Yeah, yeah. We we're just having a little bit of family day, and you gave me that call, and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, you know, I'm like, there's. There's no way. It was, yeah. it was just super hard to believe. I mean, for anybody and everybody yeah. all across um, the whole nation. Because Kobe Bryant, whether you whether you believe it or not, um, he, he had such a global reach, you know. And right now, if you didn't realize it, you're starting to realize it right now. Of, of all the different um, sports that he touched and all the different areas that he touched. Um, I mean, even people talk about it all the time that you know he's got to he's got to have a son to carry on the the Bryant legacy. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want a son, man. He he had. Four daughters, and he said his daughters got this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so this episode is going to kind of be dedicated to him and, and, and you know, his family. Um, so first of all, what I got to say about this, from the emotional side as a fan, um, the I was not a Kobe fan. Like, I was not a fan guy. You know what I mean? Um, I know you being a Laker fan, you were Kobe, loving, loving some Kobe. But being on the East Coast – Kobe was like he was just one of those guys that you knew was an amazing player, you know. You kind of thought he was a little corny every so often, you know. Yeah. Um, but you absolutely knew what the. I mean, the dude gave himself. You're not allowed to give yourself your nickname, though. Yeah, he's he's wired different. Yeah, he is absolutely he is, wired. He is wired. He was wired differently. Um, for sure. So, um, really, in the NBA, you have two things, right? You either have a team, right, that you root for, like you root for the the Lakers, mm-hmm. um, or you have a guy. You know what I mean? And um, so I, living in Baltimore, we had the, the Wizards or the Bullets at the time, and uh, I wasn't really rooting for them. But, um, I mean, my guy at the time was Allen Iverson. You know what I mean? And that was the same, you know, around the same time. I mean, like I said, you just have, you just have your guy. He's from um, your, I wouldn't say hometown. Yeah, but close your... enough, right? And I lived in the lived in the Not so far neighborhood. Right, exactly. So, um, it, it, but Kobe Bryant was more of like a, more of like the hip-hop culture. Where um, Kobe Bryant, he was he was not man. He was you know born in Italy, uh, then mm-hmm. lived in Philadelphia, uh, pretty much close enough to the pride of Philadelphia right now. Um, and then you know he was drafted uh, by the Charlotte Hornets, right? Traded thirteenth pick, yeah. Traded um, to the Lakers on draft night, yep. Um, and he was seventeen years old when he when he became a Laker, and uh, they, you know. We pretty much saw him grow up, you know what I'm saying? Like, we saw him go from, you know, being drafted, traded in the Lakers, um, playing in the All-Star game in his first year. Rightfully so, to be 100% honest with you, um, he probably shouldn't have been an All-Star starter that year. I mean, he was only scoring seven points at the time. Right. So, it was almost like the league was kind of trying to force him onto you. Uh, he was a clean-cut black guy. He was like – he spoke five languages – uh, he was kind of what the what the league wanted you to to um, and the to league see. the league knew you could see it yeah exactly and listen, I don't blame him right I mean he was like like if you think about it LeBron James coming out of high school right because Kobe Bryant was the first um, non big man to go right from high school to the NBA mm-hmm. and LeBron James he came out and he already had all like he already had his PR set he already had his 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 company set for him I mean he had everything ready to go where. Kevin Bryant was kind of trying to develop it while he's trying to figure out how to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, 
So, but we saw him go from the from the highs to being drafted, and then obviously in the early two thousands, we saw him in the low with the rape allegations and stuff like that. Um, you know, you think of that whatever you want, and then you know we saw him raise again high when he was playing with Shaq in the championships, um, and then dip back down again when him and Shaq were fighting and all. And really, I mean, you know, it was most Laker fans wanted Kobe going and Shaq to stay. Like, let's be real about that, you know. Mm. Um, but I think they made the right decision. So, um, it, yeah, Kobe was hated on though by a lot of guys for wanting to be like Mike, right? Like if you back in the day, man, he walked like Mike, you know. Yeah. He shot like Mike. Like who has a fadeaway like Mike? Let's be real, right? Kobe's got a fadeaway. Like the only one. Um, if you close your eyes in some interviews and hear Kobe speak, you almost think Michael Jordan's speaking, man. Mm. You know. It's, but he was being hated on. For wanting to be like Mike. Well, I don't know why people were hating on him for that because everybody in the league wanted to be like Mike. Everybody yeah. grew up wanting to be like Mike. The only problem is Kobe was pretty damn close. Oh, yeah. To being like Mike. Yeah, he's like a reincarnation. Exactly, man. And that's what people don't think about. I mean, um, and that's the whole thing. I mean, the. And when I talk about having a guy, um, you know, back in the day, most of the time, um, you know, like, we'll say. You had Larry Bird or Magic Johnson, right? There was really a fine line between the guys who liked Larry Bird and the guys who liked Magic Johnson. That was really race, right? Like most white guys liked liked uh, Larry Bird, and some liked Mike uh, Magic Johnson, but all the black guys like Magic Johnson, you know. But Kobe Bryant, man, he he was you know fully regarded as either you were a Kobe stan, you absolutely loved him. Or you couldn't stand him. But that's probably because he was mollywhopping your team. For sure. You know what I mean? And the fact that he uh, told Michael Jordan uh, the last time he played him, he hung 55 on Michael Jordan and told Michael Jordan, take 55 to your retirement. is like one of the greatest things ever, man. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah. So, this whole thing is just going to be about Kobe Bryant and, and uh, you know, what we really think of him. We're going to pretty much break everything out, break everything down to um, – uh, his two numbers, right? Because essentially, he was number eight to start, and he ended at 24. Finished at 24. Yep. And both of those two players <laughs> are Hall of Famers, Yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I will tell you something, man. When, when he passed, like, like I said, not being a Kobe guy, I was confused, man. Because I didn't know I had these kind of emotions, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't feel these kind of emotions when, like, Michael Jackson died, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, um, like uh, um, you know, other celebrities that pass early. I don't really think about them. But like when Kobe died, I was just kind of like, I had to step back from it. I'm like, damn, did I really like Kobe? Did I actually like him? Yeah, I think it's because a lot of people like, you'd rather, see what happens is even if you like, a lot of times if you dislike a guy, yeah, a lot of times it's, it's because, you know, he's he's a, a rivalry. You know yeah. what I mean? He's, he's, he's an enemy of your team. Um, and you know, growing up, I didn't really understand that. So there's certain guys I just hated like Tim Duncan. I have no reason to hate Tim Duncan. Um, he's a pretty normal, chill guy, but he was the rivalry of kind of like my issues, the Lakers, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just hated Tim Duncan. I hated the Spurs. I hated Tim Duncan, you know, and now that this is all over and done with, you know, both both teams are on different paths and, uh, Spurs are no longer a rivalry to the Lakers. Um, you know, now I can look back and sit back and appreciate and respect Tim Duncan yeah, for what, what he did. The big fundamental, and, you know, the same thing with Kobe Bryant. Even the people, even most of the people that really disliked him, yeah. You know, now that it's all said and done with, and yeah. you know, everything's all written in the books. Now you can kind of sit sit back and appreciate. Yeah, and I think it. I think it hit me pretty hard at different uh, level. Also, for two reasons. One, um, he ended. You know, obviously retired. Um, with the Lakers and they started his second career and that kind of, that kind of hit me home. You know what I'm saying? I was in the military and I, I, you know, I'm medically retired of the military and now I'm starting my second career, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, he, he, he had had, um, you know, he perished with his 13 year old daughter and I got a son that will be 13 just in a couple of days, mm-hmm. you know? And so I can, I mean, that, I think that's kind of where it hit me. You know what I mean? And um, so, you know, we'll go over some stats here and, you know, pretty much 
show you guys whether you guys understand how great Kobe Bryant is or not. Or for some of you guys who are a little bit younger and don't understand who or what Kobe Bryant's all about, um, I'm going to let Jay go ahead and throw some stats at you, and uh, we can talk a little bit about them. All right. First, first we want to go over uh, Kobe number eight, mm-hmm. um, which which is uh, I, I would say my favorite Kobe is Kobe number eight. Um, I respect Kobe number twenty four more, but my favorite Kobe is Kobe eight, just yeah. because he was younger, you know, a lot more playful, um, had a lot more had it had a lot more swag to him. That kind of just that that young confidence swag. Not yeah. that Kobe twenty four wasn't confident, but he was just more of a he was an assassin. Yeah, he was more more about business. Yeah, um, which is which is great too. Um, but uh, Kobe number eight, he averaged twenty two and a half points per game the whole time he wore number eight, um, and that would have been higher had he got more playing time. He actually got when he came to the Lakers. Um, we already had some players, you know, playing his positions like Nick Van Axel. Um, who was good in his own right at that time. Right, right. Eddie you know, Jones. Yeah. Eddie Jones was an all-star yeah. at that time, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he had to play behind some guys. Yeah. Kind of I mean, like how, and they were Lakers, you know. Right. Kind of like how Aaron Rodgers would play behind, Brett Favre, you know, yeah. Brett Favre or whatever. I mean, except in basketball, you do get a lot more playing time Aaron Rodgers got. No. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but that's partly the reason why Kobe averaged seven points. I mean, if he could have came in as a starter – um, he probably would have been dropping, I want to say average, probably 18 points a game his rookie year, somewhere around there, you know, which is about normal for yeah, most of the greats. You're right. But it's just hard for a 17-year-old to come in there and start over right. top of Nick Van right. Axel. You know? On top of his 22 and a half, he averaged um, five rebounds, four and a half assists, and one and a half steals. Um, those numbers are pretty impressive, but when you combine those numbers with uh, Kobe number eight had three NBA championships, Seven. He was a seven-time All-Star. Um, he was an he was an All-Star MVP, eight-time All-NBA. Whether it's first team, second team, or third team, he was four a, of those were first team. Yep, eight-time All-NBA. Um, he was a six-time. This is where I really get where he really gets my respect. A six-time All-Defensive defensive team. Um, he was a one-time scoring scoring champ. He was on the All-NBA rookie team. Um, he was a one-time dunk champ, which doesn't really matter. If but that's still a say. It's still that's fun. Still legit, yeah. it's, it's something you remember, yeah, you know what I mean? It's still something you did. Um, you know, and his number eight was retired. I mean, coming into the league, you know, he, he was the youngest player to ever play an NBA game. Um, you know, he was so young, he just got done the, the just before the summer, before camp. He just took Brandy to the prom. Yeah, how funny is that, man? Yeah, right? You know, um, we already told you is that he was the thirteenth player picked, um, drafted drafted by the Hornets, traded to the Lakers. Yep. Um, Jerry West traded for him, and when he did, Phil Jackson told Jerry West that he didn't want to do any babysitting. Yeah. So Phil Jackson, you was know, actually not Phil Jackson ripped Kobe twice in two different books, and actually one time calling him uncoachable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he actually ripped him twice in two separate books. Um. You know, Kobe, Kobe number eight. Um, uh, do you have um, how many points he scored, Jay? The Kobe number eight. Uh, the total. I don't have the. Wait, I do. Hold on. I got it right here. Uh, Kobe number eight scored sixteen thousand eight hundred and sixty-six points. Yep. Yep. Um, just to let you guys know that um, hit Kobe number number eight. And Kobe number twenty four individually it's scored almost the points. same points. Almost, it's, which, it's, we'll just say it's, it's, it's total points. Six, within, 16, 7, 77. Yeah, so they're, they're both within really 90, each other. It's within ninety points. That's insane. Right. Um, but Kobe number eight and Kobe number twenty four individually scored more points than ninety one Hall of Famers had. I've, I've got some crazy names. If you want me to list, you know, yeah, go ahead. Let's see what you got, man. All right, this is this is who he was. Uh, these are the names I'm about to give you are guys that were no more than a thousand points than him. So these guys were more than him, but just just barely for their career. <clears throat> yeah, and this and we're comparing we're comparing basically these guys' whole careers to a half a Kobe career, literally. Um, so the guys who had just barely more points than him yep. were Lenny Wilkins, Magic Johnson, <laughs> Sean Marion, Jason Kidd, Earl Monroe, Steve Nash, Kevin McHale. Michael Finley, Chris Bosch, Chris Weber, Grant Hill, 
and Bob Cousy. Wow. That's a list of guys that barely scored more than him for their career. And that's um, just wearing one number. Yep, and here's a short list of guys. I mean, there's a gazillion guys, but this is a short list of guys that just kind of caught my attention as I was looking for. These are guys that he actually did score more than. Like uh, I said, there's 91. And a half a career. Latrell Sprewell, Jerry Stackhouse, Joe Dumars, James Worthy. James Worthy. Stephon Marbury. Wow. Juwan Howard, Rashid Wallace, Amari Stoudemire, Prist. Pistol Pete Maravich, <laughs> Sean Kemp, Alan Houston, Bill Russell, and Alonzo Mourning. He scored Russell. he scored more points than them in a half a career. That's insane. Than all those guys that I just listed. That's insane. And uh, you know, like I said, he, he was a guy that um he, he's a guy that, that tried to be like Mike in, in a league of guys that were trying to be like Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, the one the one great thing is about about him is that he was able to usher us in a time when um, Michael Jordan, because let's let's be honest, man, let's pretend the wizard thing never happened with Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Let's just pretend that never happened. So hey, you know what? The, the, give Michael Jordan some credit. For, he, you know what? For a super old dude that came back. He play. was still killing it. He was still. He was I still mean, well, he wasn't one of the best guys in the yeah. league anymore, but he was still no he, impressive. Yeah, he was still putting up tons of points there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, but. You know, it's it's still it's not him with the mills. No, no. So he was able to uh, assist us basketball fans in the height of Michael Jordan's career as he was leaving, and he was able to usher us into the new league like we see today. And his game fit both leagues, man. You know, his game fit the um, the. The hard nose defensive physical league. league. Yeah, and then it was just as efficient and effective uh, moving forward into into the new league where we see now where um, with LeBron and, and so forth. Athletes. And so on. Yeah. Athletes and um, shooting ability. The one thing I will say about Kobe is that uh, watching his game is um, Michael Jordan had this, this tenacity to him, you know, like this will. He was going to do it. And really he was – Let's, Michael Jordan was not – I don't want to say he wasn't an athlete because that's the dumbest thing I could ever say. But he was never the most athletic person on the court, Yeah, Michael Jordan. He just had this tenacity and this will to win, and he was going to do it. Like, he didn't give a darn. I mean, he punched teammates in the face, and, you know, we all know about the flu game and stuff like that. But Kobe Bryant, man, he was effortless. Uh, when Kobe Bryant did these things, it was like – it was almost poetry in motion, man, mm-hmm. when he scored. He had this beauty to his game, this fluidity of this of his game, and then you just add the Mamba mentality, which is a legitimate thing, you yeah. know. And that's something that we describe all the time about being a dog, you know. Mm. And we talk about that all the time. But um, you know, we we and we say it a lot of time players nowadays they just don't have that dog. They don't have that Mamba mentality. Um, I remember one time the uh, the Lakers they. Uh, they, they got mollywopped. I want to say it was against the Sixers, but it might have been the Nets, but it doesn't matter. They got beat down so bad one time, and a bunch of players were wearing Kobe shoes. He walked up to them in his locker room and told them, take your shoes off because y'all are too soft to wear my shoes. So, I mean, that's just the way Kobe rolled, man. He's too soft you know? Yeah, he's, he's too soft to wear my shoes. So, um, <laughs> all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to come back. Uh, we got to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, we're going to come back. We are going to also highlight not only was Kobe amazing um, – on the court, uh, he was also amazing um, for Team USA and uh, also for the All Star Game, which, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is just a fan affair. So uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back, sports fans. To what? J&J says sports. Um, <clears throat> we just got done talking about uh, Kobe number eight, but we would be not doing Kobe number eight justice if we didn't bring up one last thing. And Jay reminded me about it between the break. <clears throat> and it was pretty much the end of a potential dynasty as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Jay, go ahead and take that away, bro. Yeah, so um, this was uh, right before they played the Pacers in the – uh, first NBA Finals that that Shaq and Kobe Shaq won, and, Kobe. Um, and those two names are will be synonymous. Forever. The best duo in the history of basketball. That's right, I said it. Ah, 
Best duo ever. Anyway, um, they were playing the Blazers, and uh, you know, obviously they had to beat the Blazers to get in. And and Kobe hit a huge, crazy shot. It wasn't a buzzer beater, but it was. Uh, I think they had like maybe two seconds, two yeah, and a half seconds. A dagger left. shot. It was a dagger shot to send it into overtime. Then following that, um, they went to Kobe again in the double overtime for the last shot of the game, um, and uh, Kobe was able to pull it off with a crazy miraculous shot you know kobe's acrobatic it wasn't really a fadeaway it was just kind of like one of those leaning shots yeah kind of a where you lean away from that you jump straight up but you lean away from the defender yeah. for three and he knocked it in and you know and then uh, so goes the story you know they go and they they beat uh reggie miller and the and the pacers to win their first championship let's be real bro i think that year that blazers team was really good way better than the lakers man i really yeah. thought so uh, maybe not potentially better. It was kind of like that was. It was kind of like that was the finals. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, I'm not going right. to say that the Pacers didn't have a shot at beating Lakers because they're they were still really good. Yeah, but you really felt like watching that. But they were on the down downward spiral. Right. It was either going to be the Lakers yeah. or the or the and the Pacers. They not to jump off the Lakers and Kobe, but the Pacers did rebuild themselves after that, though. Yeah, you know with Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest, and, and you know how Al that Harrington happened, and all that, and you know how that ended, <laughs> not too well. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about the Palace in another time. Also, the eighty-one points too that he. Speaking of the Pacers, yeah, the eighty-one points that he put up against Jalen Rose and the Pacers. That's uh, later on. He only, you know, he only did that in like forty-one shots or something crazy like that, right? Yeah. Well, I was looking. Um, I was listening to uh, something that was comparing that game. To the um, the game with Will Chamberlain's 100 points. Yeah, um, and the person was arguing, um, and I didn't I didn't take a, a side on it, um, but the person was arguing that Kobe's 81 was more impressive than Wilt's 100. Right, uh, and part of his argument was the fact that um, back in the day, the teams took so many shots. Um, that they ended up shooting in Wilt's game, they ended up shooting like another like forty percent more, yeah, shots than than you know let Kobe send the Lakers and the Pacers, right? You know what I mean? Just yeah. the game, the game was on a way faster pace. On top of that, as clo- the closer the closer Wilt Chamberlain got to a hundred, the more that the team was trying to purposely trying to, and I don't have nothing against that because if I had a dude on my team that was getting close to, I'd be feeling the rock too. Bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, dude, yeah, let's yeah. do it, man. This let's, is your night, son. Yeah, yeah, let's let's yeah. you know let's put you on this pedestal, man. So. And it's not that the Lakers were not feeding Kobe; it's just Kobe was really, really hot, and he just yeah. took over the game. They're actually losing that game um, when when uh, Kobe just got into that mentality where he's like, I'm not losing tonight, and I don't care how many baskets we have to score, and yada yada. Yeah. Well, they were actually losing that game. Don't forget that Kobe Bryant, uh, number eight Kobe Bryant, also scored um, on December 20th in 2005. Um, he scored 62 points um, in three quarters, man. Three quarters. Yeah. And, um, you know, he he, he nailed a three-pointer with 4.4 seconds remaining in the third quarter. And he, he eclipsed the entire Mavericks team, which had 61 points after the three quarters. So, you know – that's that just shows you, man, that yeah, he was a walking bucket. Yeah. yeah, and you know to really finish up one of the green thing real things I, that make me like Kobe number eight yeah. more is uh, just he was just not that twenty four was fearless, fear, fearless. Yeah, but number eight was just he had that kind of like that young fearless, you know, yeah. um, and the the facials that he served. Uh, Vladi Divac, Bro. the guy that he got oh, traded for. Vladi, yes, and then the facial he served um, um, Dwight Howard. You Yo, know, he gave him that business, had, bro. Who they had beef with? He he almost jumped over that dude. And my favorite one was at the time. You know, there was this big rivalry between Shaq and Yao. Yeah. You know, and the the facial that he served Yao Ming, seven foot six Yao Ming. Mm-hmm. Um, you gave him that business. <laughs> so all three of those, and that's just something that really Kobe twenty four didn't yeah. didn't really attempt too much. But that was a different player. B- business decision. So. <laughs> all right, so sliding on now from uh, number eight Kobe to the Olympics and All Star uh, Kobe. Uh, what you got for that, Jay? Um, Kobe was a four time All Star MVP. Um, he's he was you know he's always. 
he was always known for even the ones he didn't win the MVP for, yeah. you know, he was always known for, um, you know, putting it on the other team and, and going, going pretty hard, even yeah. in the MVP. And that's part of the reason why there was a lot of people that when Kobe did play that they didn't like him because, you know, when you're at an all NBA all-star, like everybody's just trying to have fun and kind of relax. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's kind of a relaxed atmosphere. And uh, Kobe, he's just so competitive, man. He can't. He can't, <laughs> he can't turn it off, man. No, he can't. He can't turn no, it off. He definitely can't. Um, but yeah, four, four All Star MVPs. He's the only player with with four All Star. Yeah, he MVPs. won them in uh, 2002, 2007, uh, 09, and 11. Yeah, that's all split up pretty good too. Yeah, exactly. That's just that's spanning, you know. Uh, 18, 18 times you can't be mad. And you were you were just telling me off air when we were we were talking about it. Um, and I, I remember the exact All Star where where um, Kobe went up for either a layup or a dunk. I think it, was it was a reverse. Be, it was a reverse layup. Yeah, it was gonna be like a because I don't think yeah. he's gonna get the dunk. No, it was a reverse layup. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade went to go foul him and you just know, raked just, his nose. Man. Right, right. He didn't mean to, but he no, he didn't. But he, it was just a, a bad foul and, uh, and and just broke his nose. And Kobe had to wear the uh, the Rip Hamilton mask yeah, for the Phantom of the Opera mask, yeah, for a while. <laughs> and uh, and like we like you like you said, um, you know, and I didn't know this either. Uh, Dwayne Wade ended up calling Kobe yep. after the game. Just, you know, if it was a regular season game, he probably wouldn't have called him. You yep. know, they're just being competitive. Uh, but because it was an All Star game, Dwayne Dwayne wanted to call him and say, "Hey, you know, it's an All Star game. We don't. You, that's not." Usually all usual all star conduct, yeah. um, and like you said, Kobe said, uh, you know, no man, don't he don't, said, don't apologize. It. Absolutely yeah. love it. Do not you know, apologize. I love getting my nose broke. <laughs> what, is, what what is wrong with you, man? When you're in an exhibition game and you love getting nose broke, so but, and that just shows you the the Mamba mentality, man. Just the way he kind of did mm-hmm. everything. Um, so what you got for uh, Team USA, man? Because he was two, a pivotal two gold, member. Yeah, two gold, me- two gold medals, and yep. and you know part of the redeem team. Yep. You know, and uh, a lot of people said that USA couldn't do it because they just lost the. Um, I think they, what they took bronze. I think. Yeah. They, when they put when they took the NBA players out before the, the before, yeah before the redeem back. team yeah they yeah. they took bronze and. And a lot of a lot of there was actually a lot of doubters, a lot of world doubters that, that oh, yeah. you know that the redeem team couldn't. There's too many stars; they couldn't get it done. Yeah, you, they're only playing with one basketball. And you know, Kobe was one of the older players on that team. He yeah. was one of the the, the mentors. Um, and I've seen countless videos, countless stories um, where Kobe led the not he like led the practices and was teaching guys stuff. For the regular season, even beyond, yeah, you know, beyond the U- Team USA, mm-hmm. he was he was teaching them, getting getting ready to go back to the regular season. And one crazy story that uh, that I that I learned um, doing this that this I didn't even know about until just recently, um, until after you know I started digging into Kobe more after this tragic tragic accident. Yeah, um, Kobe. Um, but before one of the practices, they just got to a place, and they were in Italy. And Kobe went on a forty-mile bike ride um, the evening, the afternoon before. So he went on a forty-mile bike ride, and then woke up super early in the morning. Was the first person practicing at the gym. Yeah, for Team USA. I believe that. I believe that. Forty miles. He I mean, was, I mean, the dude was. Uh... You know, he, he was he was the guy that would get up at 4 a.m., uh, completely disciplined in his craft. And he was kind of lived by that mantra of, um, of you know, either you're all in or you're all in the way. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, that's kind of what happened, um, especially uh, moving on from uh, his, his NBA career to his uh, multimedia career. Uh, company where he just he just recently won an Academy Award right um, for a short film called um, uh, off of a poem he did called uh, Dear Basketball. Um, he won an Oscar. I mean the man, the man you know has his Mamba. I think it's, is it Mamba Media? I think that's the name of it. I'm not exactly sure. We'll have to look it up. But um, I mean his media company was just flourishing, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, he was t- he put everything he had into um, you know everything he did. I mean, even his 
his daughter's basketball team, travel basketball team, at the Mamba Sports Complex. They got blown out by a team by like 40 points. And he took them out of all games and made them practice five days a week for four months. And then they came back and played the same team and beat them by 81. 81. 81. <laughs> yep. So, that's insane. And that just goes to show you. So what else you got for Team I, USA, Jay? That's I don't, I don't say Just the, the two. Yeah, I don't the two have the statistics and stuff. And, and that's the whole thing, man. It's hard because, I mean, you got um, nothing. No statistics for any team like that is going to look good because you got yeah. – you got. Um, it's so, so many. So, it's so like an all, basically an all-star game. Right. Um, and if you're, he played eight games from in both 2008-2012 in the Olympics. Um, 138 minutes. Uh, the numbers aren't anything ridiculous, uh, but he did he did have uh, in the total in those those 16 games he had 27 assists. Uh, he had 18 steals, uh, four blocks, and 217 points in uh, in his eight Olympic games, which both resulted in um, gold medals. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we go, sliding on. Kobe Bryant, number 24. I got some um, – we could do it at the end if you want, but I got some couple trash talk stories and a couple – I like it. We definitely do that at the end. I love Kobe it, quotes, too. I love it. So, uh, Kobe Bryant, man. Um, Kobe Bryant, number 24. Um, just when you thought number eight was just as amazing. This is when he went from being um, – I don't want to say a child because he was in the league for 10 years. He's 27, 28 years old when he changed to 24. A young man. Um, that's really what it was, man. He went from a real skinny, thin-faced man to a uh, balder gentleman that had a little bit of a thicker face, a little bit more muscles. Um, and, you know, he was a 10-time All-Star uh, with a seven first-team All-Star. First-team first first All-NBA. All yep. um, and then he had his two championships, which uh, no one thought he was going to win without Shaquille O'Neal. So what you got, Jay? Yeah, um, yeah. He he. Uh, they made a trade. Lakers made a blockbuster deal to bring in Pau Gasol. Um, they also made, which I honestly did not think it was going to make a hill beans in the hat, bro. I think I think the reason they even happened is because everybody because it was the deal was with Pau Gasol and Kwame Brown, right? Um, was at the time Kwame Brown a prospect still? Yeah, yeah, he was still a prospect, yeah. so. Um, he wasn't technically like a a bust yet. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> he was on his way. <laughs> Ended up being a bust, but that's not the reason they traded for uh, Pau Gasol. They the reason Memphis traded Pau Gasol away is because they wanted to get their hands on Mark Gasol. Yeah, um, and Mark Gasol is a guy that they ended up getting the, in the, in the deal. They got the rights to uh, Mark Gasol, which, um, in all fairness, was was pretty much equal. I would say to his brother. Yeah, um, doesn't have. As many accolades, but definitely, um, yeah. Part of uh, Paul Gasol might be a little bit more accomplished, but that's just because he was in better circumstances, than right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like Mark Gasol ever had Kobe Bryant, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, they built a pretty good team. Lamar Odom, uh, they helped build, they built, they, they chose to trade away Shaq, you know, with a feud that Shaq and Kobe were having. Yeah. They to- chose to move on to Shaq, um, the team, uh, Team owner bus called Shaq and said, "Look, man, you know, let's be real. You're, you know, you're. He's much younger. You know, um, the, the smart business decision for us to do is to go with Kobe and not lose him. Um, you know, so we're gonna have to move move on. And you know, Shaq, he went to Miami, won another think, championship, and he know? won a championship before Kobe did. And yeah, he won a that had to hurt the Lakers so. bad, bro. Right, being you know, a Lakers fan, did that kill you? That's gonna put a fire." Did that kill you being yeah, like to lose Shaq? Shaq, man? To lose Shaq, and then, and then, and then, and then he wins the championship, and then to watch him go walk <laughs> over to Miami and, and promise them a championship, and him and D Wade, and he was still a he was still the best player on that on that. Let's not get that confused. Yeah, Dwayne Wade wasn't Dwayne Wade yet. That's pretty much like the year Dwayne Wade took over. Like, but he wasn't still the leading man. It was still no, Shaq's no, no. team. No, it was. It was definitely was Shaq was definitely the me. I would say Dwayne Wade started to become the leading man in in the playoffs. Really, yeah. It was pretty much in the playoffs. He's, that's when he kind of started to. He started becoming you know, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, yeah. Started to come. Started to take over. But like you said, two championships. You know, he uh, he won his MVP um, as Kobe twenty four. 
Um, you know, he won two finals MVPs, yep. which he didn't get any from the first three championships he had. Thank you, Shaq. <laughs> Thanks to Shaq, but you know, it's Shaq. So, <laughs> um, you know, but he was a, he was a three-time all-star MVP during this time. Like you said, seven-time all NBA. And, and again, the one thing that I have, one of the most, one of the most reasons why I respect Kobe so much, he's six-time all defensive player. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just, yeah, you can't talk about that. That's just effort and hustle. The fact that you can be, um, all NBA and then you can also turn it around and be defense player. That's just, let's be real, man. Anybody who's anything about basketball, basketball is just, uh, defense and basketball is just one, two. Yep. You know, that's really what it is. You don't have to be tall. You don't have to be fast. You just have to want to be a defensive player. I mean, Kobe, you know, he played with 30, he played so long, he played with 31 different Hall of Famers, and that's of right now. Because there's there's a ton of guys that you know um, are probably going to end up having a chance to yeah be all of fame. But as of right now, he played with 31 different Hall of Famers, and um, the guys would talk about how he'd show up. He'd show up to the to the to the Staples Center for he'd show up to practice at 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, um, you know, and you know, um, I don't know, man. He's he's just the 60 points he had on the on the, on the career ending game the very last game of the season um they were doing an interview on espn uh with Sh- with shack and um and shack said can can you give me 50 you know for your final game yeah and kobe said he basically said you know how old i am hell no i'm not giving you 50 and he came in and gave him 60 my uh one of my favorite lines uh that kobe bryant said was um during that speech it, after he, you know, scored sixty, and um, your game was over, they um, he had a speech and he said in one part of his line was, uh, you know, my whole career, everybody wanted me to pass the ball, everybody's yelling at me to pass the ball. And he said in my last game, no one told me to pass the ball. Everybody told me to keep it. <laughs> keep shooting, keep shooting. That's what they all kept telling. He said it was crazy, but um, you know, the, I mean, he capped off a, a beautiful. Uh, end of the end of the year, what were they? Seventeen and sixty-five yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. So I knew because you know. I knew because of how because of how big because Kobe was a little bit older towards the tail end. You yeah. know, he's older. He's coming off that blown Achilles. Um, I knew that we, as a Lakers organization, uh, we're in for the long haul. <laughs> we we knew we I knew we weren't going to be competitive for a while because he had that big old contract. You know what? After everything he's done, I didn't yeah. even care. Uh, you know what? I was perfectly Speaking of the Achilles tendon injury, how do we not mention when he the game that he blew? Oh, I was going to get to that. Go yeah. ahead, man. Go ahead. I was going to get to that. Go that's, ahead. Uh, that if you, is if my, you didn't get to it, that's I was my get favorite. To, that's that's the ultimate respect. Right? That and the Matt Barnes story are my favorite. Oh yeah, I'll let you do that. All right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so Kobe's uh, driving to the driving to the basket. He hears a or he feels a pop. Right. Immediately drops to the ground. Yep. And he looks up, and I can't remember who it was he asked. But he asked him, the guy who was defending him, he said, hey, did you kick me? And he said, no. The guy who was defending him, he's like, no, I didn't kick you. So he's Kobe, and then Kobe knew right there that, you know, obviously something was very serious. So uh, he gets helped up. Um, he kind of starts limping out, uh, starts limping down the, well, I guess you'd say path or hall, you know, to exit. Yeah. You know, going back into the locker room. Um, and he finds out. And we don't, nobody knows he has a blown Achilles yet, but it was, you know, kind of obvious that something was really, really, really wrong. But they said he had to come out and shoot his two free throws. Yeah. If you don't shoot your free throws, you can't come back into the game. Right. And he didn't think it was that bad. He thought he was just going to go get wrapped up and he was going to be straight. Right. You so know? he was hoping to just go back to the locker room, get wrapped, get wrapped up. So he hobbles back out to the free throw line. Makes two free throws and hobbles back off the court on a blown Achilles tendon, bro. I've never had a blown Achilles tendon, but I can tell you that it is absolutely not normal to walk. So here's the deal with Achilles, Achilles tendon, because I do the surgery all the time. Think of Venetian blinds, bro. All right, you know you pull them and they roll up. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to your Achilles tendon when it blows. It rolls up like blinds. And it rolls on the back of your leg. That's why you feel like someone's kicking you in the back of your calf. So the fact that he had that pain going on and still not down two th- two uh, free throws is unbelievable. You know, it's the same injury that 
Kevin Kevin or Kevin Durant had at the end of the finals. This yeah, last, this last NBA finals. Exactly. Same exact injury. Um, and that's something that it's real hard. And, and you, you can see, tell, KD wasn't even able to walk off the court. He had to. And, and once you come back from that injury, that's real difficult to come back from that injury. And he still you know. came back really good. You know, yeah. he was still, he was still, uh, you know, he was still a threat to to strike at any time. Yeah. You know, and um, and the story, like you know, the story that you were talking about with Matt Barnes, him, uh, him and Matt Barnes here, you know, John, John back and forth and. Um, yeah, this was um, yeah Matt Barnes. He was uh, actually playing for the uh, Orlando Magic at the time. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the year. It'll pop up sometime. But this is this was the it was a semi decent uh, Orlando Magic team, and they haven't had many. Uh, but it was an early Dwight Howard team. I think Vince Carter was even on the team at the time. Yeah. Um, All right, Jameer Nelson. Yeah. So, um, but the whole game, man, just just Kobe and, and Matt Barnes, which who was a dog in his right. He was. Right he was. He was. Um, he just kept – they kept going at each other, finally pushing each other, going at each other, going crazy. So uh, finally closer in the fourth, fourth they, um, uh, it's an inbounds play, and Matt Barnes is inbounding the ball. And Kobe is standing right up in Matt Barnes' face, man. And, um, you know, Matt Barnes thought, all right, you, you think you bad? Watch this. And he fakes throwing the ball in Kobe's face um, from – not even two feet away. Like real and close. Real close. The ball the, went the from ball two lived, feet the ball to about. Hit him in the oh yeah, it probably was only about an inch and a half, two inches off his face. But um, Kobe didn't flinch a bit, bro. He didn't even blink. He didn't even stop chewing his gum. That man was <laughs> popping on the gum. He didn't even stop. And that is, if you have never seen that, just look up Matt Barnes versus Kobe Bryant, and that bad boy will pop up. Oh yeah, you will absolutely love it. So um. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break because uh, we are coming to a close on our Kobe show. Um, so we're going to just take a break, come back. Jay's got a couple um, uh, a couple trash-talking stories that Kobe Bryant that he wants to go over. Yeah. A couple quotes. And I am going to go ahead and give you guys my parting thoughts on uh, Kobe Bryant. So we will be right back. Welcome back, sports fans, to What J&J Say Sports. Uh, we've been talking all about Kobe Bryant because this whole show is dedicated to the man, the myth, the legend of Kobe Bean Bryant. Um, we talked about number eight. Uh, we talked a lot about number 24 as well as his all-star and his Olympics. Um, you know, the one thing that people really don't understand about Kobe Bryant is that um, he has probably been in a helicopter more than most people in the world. Um, he utilized his helicopter as you do a car going to work. Mm. Um, he lived nowhere near the Staples Center where they played and practiced. Um, so he flew into practice every day. You're talking if he actually um, drove, it would be a three-hour drive. Yeah. I mean, he flew a helicopter. Well, and what I'm saying, he, he was flown by helicopter to every practice, every home game at the Staples Center. Um, and he was flying to his um, daughter's uh, NBA – I'm sorry, my apologies uh, – travel basketball game in uh, in the Mamba Sports Complex. So, like I said, he utilized this, um, this helicopter much like uh, you and I do a car. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing is that that was a little risque was uh, there was a lot of um, – Fog. It's it's not called fog. It's 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 called a marine layer. It's a little thicker than fog, but it comes off the the water when you live close to the water. But um, even the uh, police helicopters were grounded this day. So, um, but like I said, he utilized it like a car, and um, you know this this whole show is just gonna be dedicated to him. Um, and Jay has got himself some trash talking and some quotes. Just, just a few trash talking so, stories. Some things some that quotes. just make Kobe Kobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a few of them. This is uh, some of the trash talking stories. Um, they're all pretty short, but uh, it was a conversation that Kobe and Jamie Foxx were having. Right. And uh, Kobe, on the Lakers. Yeah. Um, not J- No, not uh, no Jamie Foxx, the uh, actor. The actor Jamie yeah, Foxx. Yeah, okay. Fox. So, um, which a lot of people don't know, but he was uh, he was really good in sports too. Um, not maybe not on a professional level, but. For average, for a Joe, 
He was done Yeah, I heard that from all stories that I've heard that Jamie Foxx was was a was a beast um, for a Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, they were talking about uh, who Jamie's favorite team is, and Jamie Foxx told told Kobe that his favorite team was is the Mavs, right? The, the Dallas Mavericks, and, and Kobe said, "Man, I thought you were a winner." <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, uh, that was pretty funny. Um, and then he was talking, uh, when he was a little bit younger, he was talking to Gary Payton, who, you know, Gary Payton can talk some trash too, for sure. Um, but he was talking to Gary Payton. He says, uh, he told Gary that he was going to be the number one scorer for the Lakers. He was going to win five or six championships and he was that he was going to be the best player in the NBA. I love it. This is, and this was before, uh, this is before he ever won one championship. I love it, I love it man. Um, he was also having a, a conversation with the media, um, his post, post his fifth championship and the media asked, you know, uh, team aside, just individuality, you know, uh, how, how do you feel? What are you thinking? How do you, how do you feel? What does this fifth championship mean to you as, as an individual? And he told them, you know, uh, uh all he really said was, I, I got, I got one more than Shaq. I love that. <laughs> you know, he was like throwing shade at Shaq um, because Shaq left and he ended up getting, mm-hmm. you know, his fifth title. Shaq only ended up with four. Yep. Um, so you throw always throw it in Shaq's face, <laughs> even when they became friends again. Uh, and the last one was probably my favorite one. Um, after winning the NBA championship, the fifth NBA championship, they did the White House uh the White House tour or whatever, where they go and meet the president and right. stuff. And he's meeting President Obama. And at the, this was at the time, this is uh, when Derrick Rose was rising up really fast, you know, for the Chicago Bulls before all the injuries. When when he was at MVP caliber, Derrick Rose, he's coming up real fast. And Obama, Obama told, uh, told him, he said, hey, I, uh, I think Rose may have your number. You know, because Rose was looked like he was starting to take over the NBA. Really. Yeah, really. Um, and Kobe says, "Oh, really? If he calls my number, I'll be sure to pick up after the fifth ring." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's my favorite thing. Ever, oh bro. man, I just oh man, when I heard that, I just couldn't stop laughing. Oh my god, yeah. that's awesome. Um, Kobe definitely talked more trash with his game than he did, yeah. you know, with his mouth. Um, but he, you know, he's he always a little, he had fun little snappy comebacks. Um, those are just a few that stuck out to me. There's definitely more than that. What, one of my favorites was, uh, just because I was living in Baltimore at the time, um, one of the last games that Kobe played MJ, uh, I just remember at the time, uh, Kobe was wearing the Jordan 8s at the time. And Jordan, I remember he scored on Kobe, and Jordan was like 36 at the time, something crazy like that. And he just came around and scored on, scored on Kobe and slapped him in the butt and said, hey, you can wear the shoes, but you ain't never going to feel them. <laughs> I just thought that was he kinda, That's funny. He kind of did, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, not too – Close enough, man. Yeah, they're full Close enough. Said, yeah. The shoes fit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ever put on a shirt of shoes that <laughs> didn't quite fully fit, but – You're like, like oh, I these, can wear them. I'll be yeah, these two, these, <laughs> I'm comfortable enough. All right, so you got a couple uh, – yeah, I got a few uh, quotes that Kobe. Uh, oh, here, man. That, that that are from Kobe. You know, yeah. of course, you know when he, he was a deep thinker, bro. Oh, he was for yeah. sure. Um, this is a quote from when he was still a kid, right when he got drafted. He said, "My name's Kobe Bryant. I'm 17 years old. Um, I have the hunger, the motivation, and the desire to be the best possible basketball player that I could be." Which is, I mean, that's already starting out, you know, that's a great, great mindset. Coming out of high school. Yeah, coming out of high school as a 17-year-old basketball player, you know, he he had the fight and desire to put in all the work. Um, One time he was asked about his name, um, how did he get the name Kobe? He said, my parents actually got the name from a steakhouse named Kobe Beef. Yeah. Um, And that's, he said, that's where the name, the name Kobe originated from. So I thought it just it didn't really mean anything, but I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, one time he got asked about asked about all the boos because he had uh, he was in a, I don't remember which game it was, but they were booing him. Many of them. Yeah, there's many <laughs> games, but they were booing Kobe, and then and the media asked him about the boos afterwards, and he said, 
He said, booze don't block dunks. I love it. Uh, <laughs> said, I guess uh, that could be a part of the trash talk. I love that, bro. He's trying to talk it back to the fans. Through the I media. love it. He said, booze don't block dunks. It's don't funny because it's true. <laughs> um, this is probably closer when he was getting into that Mamba mentality. Um, he said, better learn to not talk to me. If you shake the tree, the leopard's going to fall out. Which, I mean, that's that that's deep. Yeah. You know, that's pretty – that's that's pretty deep. Um, one thing that Kobe could not stand with Shaq was the fact that Shaq was very lazy. He was lazy. He was super lazy. And Shaq admitted that he was lazy. He could have been the greatest player of all time, bro. He probably could have. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely – I mean, he was already the most dominant force we've ever seen. It still is the most dominant force we've ever seen in basketball. The most unstoppable thing is Shaq next to the basket. But um, – but he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't stand. Kobe couldn't stand lazy. Couldn't stand Shaq's laziness. And uh, Shaq would always say, "Oh well, I." You know, he's like, "I was only that way because I knew I didn't have to be that way. I knew you would carry us." And then by the time we got to the playoffs, you know, I'd be in in shape and ready to go. So Shaq would never start the season in shape. And it actually, well, he'd, it actually, he'd have to play his way into shape. He did. He did. Yeah. And uh, it kind of that kind of goes. The reason I brought that up because it kind of goes with this next quote. Kobe said, I can't relate to lazy people. Yep. We don't speak the same language. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you. Yeah. Um, and that's just the type of work ethic he had. Um, he said, Kobe said, everything negative, pressure, challenges, is all an opportunity for me to rise. So he just took everything that was thrown at him, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, People tell him you can't do this, yeah. you can't that, you can't win a championship without Shaq. You know, you can't be the best yeah. player in, in NBA history. You can't win the scoring, the Lakers scoring title. You know, all these, all these things. You know, he just fuel the fire, man. Fuel to the fire is basically what it was. He said, "You always want to outwork your potential. As hard as you believe you can work, you can work harder than that." Yeah. Um. So you know you. Setting a goal for yourself and just knowing knowing that you're going to pass that goal up. Uh, not only knowing you're going to reach that goal, but knowing you're going to actually pass that yeah. goal up and do more. And he lived these things, man. He didn't just he didn't just spit this stuff out. He right. Lived these and that's things, just why that's why these hit me so yeah. much. Uh, to reach a certain level of success in any field that you're in, you have to have an ego that's going to say, "I want to be the best." This is what's going to drive me when it becomes hell or high water. You'll say this needs to get done and I need to be successful. I like you. He said rest at the end, not in the middle. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones he said. Rest at the end, not yep. in the middle. Yeah. You just can't underestimate the power of showing up to work every single or I'm sorry, you just can't underestimate the power of showing up every single day and go and doing work. Um, he said, you got to have the responsibility of working every single day. You can't skate through shit. Well, uh, Sorry to drop shit, but that's, I'm busy. Yeah. They're just Kobe. It is what it is, right? Kobe quotes yeah. um, the words of his own mm-hmm. mouth. Uh, he said, it's a long journey, but if you focus on the many milestones along the way, you'll find the beauty in the struggle. I like you. You know, if you want to be an NBA basketball player and you set yourself in the mind frame that you're not going to be denied and that's what you want to accomplish, you're going to accomplish it. Yeah. If you want to be the greatest of all time at something, there's going to be a negative side to that. Um, The negative side to that, what he's referring to would be the, uh, you know, missing time with your family and kids. You know, there's a lot of times that he... You got to be selfish, right? It's just what it is. Yeah. You know it. Uh, the most important thing is to try to inspire people, other people, so that they can be great in whatever they do. Like I said, man, Kobe was deep. Yeah. Yep. The last one, uh, which I thought might be the best one, I don't know. I feel like it's a part of my res- – and this to me, this just bleeds Kobe through and through. Yeah. I feel like it's a part of my responsibility to give back to the next generation. Try to share and teach some of the things that I have learned – from some of the great players, mentors, and coaches that I've had. Yeah. 
That's that's awesome because he really he really did man. That ties along with yeah. the the whole LeBron thing. That's yeah. the last game he went to to yeah. watch LeBron pass him pass up him as as the all time scorer. You know, and yeah. he his last tweet was just telling LeBron, "Hey, you know, great job. Hey, don't stop here. Yeah. Keep going. Keep 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 this train moving forward." Yeah. Um, one of my f- favorite quotes that. Uh, Coburn had, which he said recently when he won the the ESPYS, um, one of his many awards, was that um, amateurs um, train until they get right. Professionals train until they can't get it wrong. Which um, really just, you know, that's the reason why he was up at four o'clock in the morning, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why he did the things he did. Um, so, uh, so my thought, my you know, my closing thought on Kobe Bryant is, is really as simple as this: um, whether you liked Kobe Bryant, you hated Kobe Bryant, or you like to hate Kobe Bryant, um, you know, you didn't realize how much he actually meant to you as a um, as a figure, uh, whether it was sports um, or as he was really becoming uh, one for the uh, diversity and things like that. He was becoming a, a outsourced spokesman. So, uh, you know, we're not here to tell people how they should mourn, you know, the loss of Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, I, I heard some some people say that uh, he, people that didn't even really have connections to him, man, some sports uh, talk radio hosts, you know, they said they said they had to take a moment they cried, you know. They actually cried. Um, you know, and – if that's the way you feel about it, man, no one's here to tell you how you should mourn you know, the loss of someone like this. But really what it comes down to is um, the way that I think, and I can probably speak for Jason to this too, is that um, the, the only way that we can really uh, not mourn but celebrate Kobe Bryant is to come in here every single day like we do, give it everything we got, face it, the days we're tired, the days that are long, the days that... Nothing happens in sports. We got to bring the energy. We got to bring it. We got to bring it for you guys because that's pretty much what Kobe did, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, like I said, you being a Kobe fan and me probably not even realizing how much of a Kobe fan I was until um, until uh, January 26th of 2020 at about 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, I probably didn't realize how much of a Kobe fan I actually was. Um, so I posted on social media, um, what, what hit me, it hit me, it hit me pretty, you know, pretty emotionally. Um, what hit me was obviously the, you know, his daughter, Gigi, you know, me being a father of three girls, you know, um, uh, it doesn't matter if girl or boy, you know, your, your baby's your baby. True story. And that's, that to me, that's what, that's definitely what hit me the most. Um, they were talking about a few things of, of ways of honoring uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, a few of the talk shows and some of the stuff I heard was the the All Stars, uh, one team wearing all eights, yeah. and the other team wearing all twenty fours. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, the Mavericks already um, retired, even though Kobe obviously never played, yeah. played for them. He only played for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Mark Cuban had so much as yeah. an owner, um, and he's a very, very connected owner. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he had so and he's a huge fan of the NBA period. He's a fan of Yeah, he's a fan of he owns the Mavs, but he loves right. he loves the league. Um but as uh as an owner, um he felt like the best way he could respect Kobe was to retire the number twenty four. He said nobody will ever wear twenty four for for the Mavericks ever again as long as he's uh, as long as he's the owner, um, so he actually Kobe was so respected that he actually had a number retired uh, from another team. I don't know if that's ever been done in any sport. I've none that I can remember. The only the only one that that really comes to mind. I'm sure there's more, but Jackie Robinson, number forty two, was retired by the entire Major League Baseball. Um, the last player um, to wear that number was uh, Mariano Rivera with the New York Yankees, and um, once he retired. It was over. He was grandfathered into it, but um, yeah, a Hall of Famer in his own right, but not Jackie Robinson. Right, right. But um, you know, you're right. There's there, and that's the thing. So many different people paid respect to Kobe, whether it's writing on their shoes, wearing their jersey, or wearing his jersey or his number. Right. Numbers. So 
Now, how do we do it as, as like I said, as, as just the regular Joe off the street? Like I said, you work as hard as you can. Um, if you still have kids, you know, you're going to hug them a little bit closer right now. Mm-hmm. I sure um, I'll tell Yeah, I actually did. Um, and I'll tell you one thing. Um, my son's really big into basketball. And we we heard a lot of suggestions about changing the old game number – old game 21 – Mm-hmm. Change it to 24, man. Yeah, I heard that. You know? That's so funny. we're doing it. We we have now officially changed change it to 24. Yep, no play. 20, and uh, if you more. miss the game winning shot, you go down to eight. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do from this point forward. And um, the main thing we're going to do is, I'm going to tell you what, man, no matter what, uh, every time I shoot a piece of paper into a trash can, Kobe. I'm screaming Kobe. <laughs> so, all right, guys, we appreciate you guys so much. Um, and we just want to make sure that this was not about us, not about anything else, just about Kobe. Uh, Kobe, Gigi, and the seven uh, other people who perished in such a tragic event. So um, we will be back Friday with our uh, Super Bowl um, show. Yes, sir. A preview show. We're going to bring the bring the pain and bring the party. Uh, but today it's all about celebrating one Kobe being Bryant. You guys have a good one. See ya. <laughs>